today's video, we are going to be discussing how to build the perfect disc golf bag for an amateur disc golfer. Let's get into it right now. What is the best way to build a disc golf bag? In today's video, we are going to be trying to answer that question. We're going to be giving you suggestions on different bags for the disc golfer, as well as we're going to be giving you suggestions on different kinds of discs and why you might want to be using those discs out on the course. Disc golf is ever growing stronger every single day. And so maybe if you're a little bit newer to the disc golf landscape, this episode will help you find the right piece of plastic circles to be throwing out in the so let's just get started right now. Let's start with the disc golf putters. So for me, I believe the most important aspect about a putter, I can sit here and I can name off 20 different putters, but what feels the most comfortable in your hand? And that's just going to take a little bit of experimentation in finding that out. I don't think you need to worry about flight numbers when when you're using a putter, especially when you're just trying to figure out your stroke, you're trying to figure out your putt, you're changing a lot of things. I really don't think flight numbers matter until you're really even in circle two anyways. So I'll throw out some suggestions here. So some good suggestions that I think will fit a lot of disc golfers bags will be the AVR by Innova. A lot of people say that this is the most popular putter out there. If you've been to Dick's or Walmart, or maybe you see them at your local disc golf shop, you're going to see the Innova starter set. And it's going to come with an AVR. It's going to come with a shark and it's going to come with a leopard. These are great discs for beginners, and the AVR is exactly what I started playing disc golf with. And I thought the AVR was a really good disc until I picked up another disc named the Crown. The Crown is actually my second suggestion. It's a little bit different from an AVR. It's more of a slimmer profile. It fits better in my hand. I've noticed that when I'm putting, I like my putters to be slimmer, and I like them to feel a little bit more like drivers, at least in like width, if that makes sense. I don't really want to feel like I'm throwing a big block, kind of like I feel when I'm throwing the Keystone. That's an example of a disc by Latitude 64. For me, that is just too big and bulky in my hand. It doesn't fit comfortably in my hand, and I, I just don't feel like I can get a good wrist pop out of it. So what I would suggest to you is go into your local shop, Maybe when you're playing with your buddies, you know, let's say you've got four buddies you play disc golf with and all four of you throw a different putter. Maybe ask your friends to putt with their putter from your lie. Not every single hole, not every single time you guys play, but just getting more putters in your hands and trying to understand what you like the most, I think is going to be the most critical for you. So my suggestion as well uh, what I putt with is the Maiden. I think the Maiden is fantastic. If you're a guy or gal who cares about flight numbers, it's a 3401, something that is super neutral. It's a really good flying putter as well. I think that's kind of the next thing I want to talk about is, is flying putters, when you're throwing putters off the tee, 
I really think you need to get something that is neutral because it will help you learn the flaws about your form. You're going to learn when you're throwing something to the right. You're going to learn when you're throwing something to the left. You're going to figure out how to throw it straight. And in doing so, you're going to continue to work on your form. And I, I think you want to throw something that is more neutral. I don't think you want to show up with like a Luna per se and be trying to throw that off the tee. Does it have its upsides? Yeah. Absolutely. But for this instance, I don't think you want that. I think you want to start with something neutral. So my overall suggestion is get yourself a maiden, get yourself an EMAC judge, get yourself a crown, get yourself an AVR, get yourself something that's going to feel comfortable in your hand and that you can work on throwing. I think putting and throwing is going to be important because you can also approach the basket with this putter. You can put a little bit of hot sauce on it, but not enough to where it's going to go way past the basket or it's going to fade super early. So I think this is something that you really want to dial in and it takes a lot more of your own input to find out what is the best one for you. Talking about mid-range discs, I, I think there's a very good group of mid-range discs that any disc golfer that is an amateur needs to have in their bag. Especially if you're a newer player, I would be suggesting the Buzz SS, the Mako 3, or maybe a regular Mako for that example. The Bounty by Dynamic Discs. These are all discs that are going to be super straight to understable. And I think especially if you're just getting into disc golf, you want a disc that is going to be super straight and you don't want to have to throw it very hard because if you're looking at the flight numbers, that first flight number is the speed rating. The speed rating means you have to throw the disc X hard in order for the rest of the flight numbers to matter. So if you have a disc that is a speed 12, you have to have a 12 speed arm in order to get the five negative three one out of the disc if a disc is a speed five it's a lot easier to then get a five negative three one than if you were throwing something with a 12 speed so for that reason i think it's a lot better that you're picking up something that is neutral you're learning to throw it on different angles i i really think that mid-range is a great spot to learn different angles you can learn that hyzer angle the hyzer flip angle you can start throwing things on on a anheuser you can start forehanding a little bit and i really think that finding a good Good, neutral to straight mid-range is going to be key to building your bag. So if I look at my own bag, what I have is an Emac Truth. Now, this isn't something that's understable. This is something that is pretty stable. It's a 5502, something along those lines to where it's going to go pretty straight. I can get some flip and turn out of it if I'm really throwing it hard or if I don't need it to throw it super hard or if I just want it to finish left, I know at the end of the day, it's going to finish left. Another disc that I've really started to enjoy is the Cake by Castaplast. I really feel as though with a different plastic types between base and their premium plastic, I'm getting different uses out of the disc. A lot of discs, you're going to see their base plastic be their most flippy plastic. And when I say that, the stuff that is a little bit harder plastic, it beats in a little bit quicker, it's not translucent at all, that plastic is going to become more understable over time comparatively to plastic that is not going to get roughed up as much. You can see through it. it it's almost glossier in a way. Um, all of those plastics are going to take longer to beat in. So, for example, if you pulled out a Gator 3 and 
you were throwing that a lot, you're going to see it finish left a lot, a lot, a lot, assuming you're a right-hand, backhand player. You're going to be throwing it, and it's constantly going to be finishing left. It's going to be hard to throw it straight and to turn it over, and maybe you want it to finish left, and that's okay for a certain shot, but you don't want to make that your crux. You don't want to make it to where the only thing you throw is a hyzer shot to the left every single time. You want to be able to throw straight, especially if you have any kind of woods near you or, or maybe you just have to hit a pressure shot. Having something that flies straight like a Buzz SS, like a Soul, like a Rock, Mako, Mako 3, Comet, Bounty, Emac Truth, all of these kinds of discs I think are very great. And the positive thing about all these kinds of discs is you can get them pretty regularly. Now that COVID has kind of calmed down a little bit and we're seeing manufacturers getting more stock built up, you're able to get multiples of discs. And I think this is a great point to talk about getting multiples of discs. You need to have, I would honestly say at least three of the same disc in order to really work it in, learn how the disc flies and improve with it. The reason I say that is because you want to have one disc that is relatively out of the box, fresh plastic. You want one that's your absolute go-to. You use it all the time. It's the most beat in. It's the most flippy. And then you want one that's a little bit of medium of the road. So the way that you can work these in is you have all three in the field and you're throwing them. But then when you go to the course, you take the one that you use all the time and that's how it would continue to get beat in more and more. Okay. Hey, you've used your go-to disc the last four times. Maybe on your next round, you're going to use the disc you kind of want to see staying somewhere in the middle between fresh out of the box and super beat in. And when I say super beat in, like guys and gals, it takes a long time to beat discs in. It's not like you're going to play four times and your disc is going to be beat in and you're going to see it fly differently. It's not like you're going to hit a tree one time and it's going to be flying differently. You have to have a disc in your bag for probably years. I would say two years to really see big changes, in my opinion, to really see something like a destroyer that's super overstable start to get pretty straight to flippy. Now, on the Pro Tour, you're going to see guys halfway through the year, they're having to cycle out their discs because they're throwing so much. I mean, they're playing five to six rounds, if not more, a week where us normal people are maybe playing two to three rounds a week. If you get more than that, like the video and comment down below on YouTube right now. How many rounds a week do you play disc golf? I'd love to hear from you. I know my goal is to try to get out there at least two times a week. And, you know, life is tough and sometimes it doesn't happen. But I do make sure I putt every single day. And, uh, yeah. So let's talk about drivers now. If you're a newer disc golfer, I really don't think ha – having a lot of drivers is going to be good for you. I think you want to learn on the mid range in the putters the most. And I don't think you need to be playing at courses that have a ton of par fours or are over 400 feet everywhere. I, I think that's bad. I think that it's only going to give you a crux and trying to throw the fastest disc. That's going to just be overstable and you're going to really hurt your form. If there's one thing that I could do in my disc golf career is I wish I could go back to when I first started taking disc golf seriously and I would have thrown all my drivers out of my bag and I would have thrown with mids and putters and I would have learned on those because something that's fascinating to me is that I can throw a mid range and I can throw a distance driver pretty much the same 
distance. Maybe the distance driver is 30 feet further than the mid-range, but the mid-range going, is going to be more controllable. So something that I'm actively trying to work on is limiting my driver use and using more mids and fairways because I think that's also a great way to increase your distance. I don't think you increase your distance by going out to the field with your distance driver and just seeing how hard and far you can throw it. You increase your distance by having correct disc selection and by improving your form. So doing those two things, I think the slower discs, you improve your form, you have good disc selection, you're able to increase your distance over time. A hole that you used to be throwing a distance driver on, maybe you can get there with a mid-range. And I think another great way to do this if you don't have time to go out to the field is just bring one mid in one putter. Have a two-disc round. You have your mid that you're throwing on every single hole. You can throw your putter also if you want. And then you upshot with your putter. Or if you're really far away, you can do your mid again. And then you putt with your putter. I think that's a fantastic way to A, beat the mid-range in. And B, you're going to improve on your form. And you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe I shot this far with this disc. And another benefit of that is you don't have to worry about score at all. There's no reason to worry about score because you're not playing for score. You're playing to get better at other aspects. You're playing to get better with that disc. You're playing for knowledge. You know what I'm saying? It's not that you're trying to shoot a course record. And if you shoot good, then you know you're going to be able to shoot even better with your full bag. It's just going to give you more confidence. And maybe a course that you thought was distance drivers only, next thing you know, you're bringing a ton of mid-rangers there. So some really good suggestions for drivers. I would say the Sapphire is a fantastic starting point. Trenton absolutely loves the Sapphire. It's a super good disc. A Stag is another really good one. These are discs that are hovering in that 7 to 9 range that you're going to be able to see them go straight to overstable when you first get them out of the box. Maybe they're flippy depending on the run you have, but as you continue to get better and you continue to work with them, they're going to start flipping more and more and more. They're going to be riding straighter longer and longer. The Leopard 3 is a really good one. The FD is another great one. The Roadrunner, this is one that I've suggested to many friends before, especially with the way that they threw. The Roadrunner was going to be great for them. They were going to let it ride on an Anheuser for quite a while, and it's got enough glide that it will do that, and it will still come out just a little bit. I think if you're looking in the more overstable range, the Stahl, Onyx, you know, Firebird, those are all fantastic options. So let's recap what we've learned so far. So putter, I think you got to find out what you enjoy the most, what feels the most comfortable in your hand, because you're going to be putting up hundreds of thousands of reps with this putter. So you have to like how it feels in your hand. I personally like the Maiden. I think you should choose something that is neutral and something that you can also throw on many holes. When we're looking at mid-ranges, I think something that's important to keep in mind is you want something that is going to be straight to understable and that you can work on different lines. Again, the Buzz SS, Mako 3, the Soul, the uh, Rock 3 for a little bit of more overstable, the Bounty by Dynamic Discs, the Emac Truth, the Cake, the Comet, Meteor. Um, all these discs, I think, are very good options that will fill that slot in your bag. And then driver, we're looking at the Leopard, Leopard 3, Sapphire, Stag, FD, the F7 from Prodigy. All of these discs are really, really good to fill those slots. So we've got one more thing to discuss. 
what bag should you be carrying on the course? And I think you need to ask yourself, how seriously do you take disc golf? As well as how many discs do you want to be lugging around with you? If you're a minimalist and you don't want to have a lot of discs and you really just want to work on a couple of select molds, I think a fantastic option for you is going to be the draw bag from Upper Park Disc Golf. The reason I say that is because this bag is a fantastic beginner bag as well as a lot of amateurs and just any disc golfer really can get a ton of value out of this. It's a very lightweight bag. It's the lightest weight bag in Upper Park's lineup. It's only 1.2 pounds, but it's got really good numbers to back it up. You can fit 11 discs in there. You have a water bottle holder. This this bag, you even have a little bit of storage for your phone, your keys, towels. So I think this is the best bag on the market that you're going to be able to get 10, 11 discs in there so you can get a couple of putters, a couple of mids, and a couple of drivers as well as you can still put towels in there. You have slots for your phone. You can put your water in there and it's going to be super lightweight because the point of not having a lot of discs is that you're not having something very heavy on your back. One of my friends has this and he, and he absolutely loves it. It's a fantastic choice and the best part about it, guys, it's 20 bucks. It's literally the same amount as a disc. And if you use our promo code Clankers10 on Upper Park site, you're going to be not you're going to be supporting the Chain Clankers and what we do and continuing to keep this podcast alive and the lights turned on around me, but you're also going to be getting a 10% discount. So it's going to be even less than $20. You can do the math there. It is a fantastic bag option for a lot of disc golfers out there. And if you're like Q Dog, I want to carry more than 11 discs. That's fine. The disc golf bag that I think is going to be great for you then is the shift bag. And we've done a YouTube video on the shift bag already. So if you want to hear a lot more details on the shift bag, check it out. It's like three minutes long. So it's not going to take a lot of your time and you're going to get all the key details that I might miss out here. But the things that I want to cover real quick is it has an 18 disc storage capacity. It's got four external pockets. It's a waterproof base. It can carry a 40 ounce water bottle. And if you're like me and you are just drinking water out on the course, you're going to want this because I know that is something that I do a lot. It's super lightweight as well. The shift bag comes in at 2.5 pounds. So it's really not that heavy. You get at least 18 discs in there and it's unique design allows for you to uh, separate your discs maybe based on color or maybe you want them based on brand or you want them based on something else. I think this unique design allows you to do that. And this is for me when I'm going out to the course, I take this if I'm not trying to take a lot of discs with me. If I want something lightweight, if I'm going really quick, this is my bag of choice. I really like this bag and I think you will as well. So again, using promo code CLANKERS10, you'll save yourself 10% on this bag. And this is one of those bags that it's literally going to last you forever. Upper Park is very willing to help in, in anything. They've got a lifetime guarantee, original designs, fast shipping, they're fantastic. Absolutely love Upper Park. So go check them out as well as you support our brand and you help us and, and we could use your help. 
And so that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. I know it's a little bit shorter and the next one will be as well. As well, just with everything going on, we're not going to have any bonus episodes this week. I figure you probably don't want another 20 minutes of me just talking to myself. So we'll be back on there with Trent here in a couple weeks time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Clankers. We've got some bonus episodes as well as some other great stuff going on up there every single week. Thank you guys so much for your support. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate you. Leave a like rating if you're watching on YouTube. Leave a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you want to see. We're going into the off-season for disc golf, so let us know what you guys want to see so we can make it happen and help improve your disc golf games. We will see you guys next week.